0: Uh, right what episode is this
1: uh 44 44 god hasn't it finished yet
0: I know it's tedious isn't it I know
1: only signed up for three by the way have we smashed through the 20 barrier yet in terms of listeners
0: almost 18 and a half okay good one of them's uh, only half listening. <laughs> Episode forty-four of the Mid Faith Crisis podcast. My name is still Nick Page, <laughs> and mine is still Joe Davis. <laughs> still, Joe, we're still here. <laughs> it's still going. Um, how you doing?
1: I'm doing very well indeed, thank you. Yeah, what a mm. glorious time of year, eh? Isn't I'm, it? Yeah. I am living the middle-aged dream of just enjoying living in my garden at the moment.
0: That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah our garden's not too bad thing. at the moment, actually. It's, um, we've, yeah. we've been doing some work in our garden, so they, it's, it's almost
1: recognisable as a garden. Are you growing things you can eat or just flowers? No. Well, what's the point in that?
0: Well, I just didn't get round to it okay. this year. And I've got some enormous onions.
1: Have you? I've heard that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you know, I... It's nice. It's been lovely to sit outside, hasn't it? It's been great. Uh yeah. oh, I went to see King Lear last night. Oh, did you? How is he? He sends his love. He's <laughs> a bit
1: old and doddery. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like?
0: Good? Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, Royal Shakespeare Company, Stratford. Took out a mortgage, bought some tickets. Uh Anthony Sher as King Lear, just a fantastic production. Uh, uh, it's one of those plays. Do you know it at all? Do you know King Lear? Have you seen uh, it?
1: No, I. Mm. I'm going to reveal my hand here and say I pretty much do not enjoy Shakespeare in any shape. Okay, or form.
0: you should go and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I? Uh, yeah, right. Um, well, I'll take you one day. Anyway, okay. the thing is, King Lear is one of those plays that you kind of as you get older, because it's about an old man who gives away his his kingdom. Basically, he splits up his kingdom, and he he splits it between he's supposed to <laughs> shut up oh, this yes. is important Does he? this is this oh, is good. formational Sorry. good no he gives away his kingdom he just loses everything and he goes and he goes mad ah. and it's very heart-rending it's absolutely heartrending. and it's, it's um, you know there's lines in it when he cries out oh let me be not mad let me be not mad and I for me I, mm. I always find that incredibly emotional moment because I think because well, that's you I've that, said that
1: several times in my life you know um yeah, well, you've made that sound good, but I went to I went to the cinema to watch one of those live oh, yeah. uh, broadcasts okay. of a play, and uh, I didn't understand a clue. Not w- a clue. What was, what was going? On. Oh, what was it? Oh, Macbeth was it? I mean, Macbeth. Okay. That's a great one. Oh, well, who knows? Because you couldn't tell anything. It's like they're saying English words, but it's not English. <laughs> I just. It's like you know. I was waiting oh. for someone to stand up and give a interpretation. You know, okay. aren't you? well, you have been to
0: you've been to a mime recently and liked it. So we, I did. I think, this, I think uh, we're going for little steps. Let's go for a <laughs> little steps. Thing. but Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, for that. so Leah was fantastic. If you get a chance to see the RSC Leah, we should yes. sure, do that.
1: It well, cool. it's probably better than the film I saw last night, which I'm so embarrassed about. I'm not even going to mention it. It was so terrible. So let's move. No, on. I want to know. No, I'm <laughs> not. No. No, it was just, it was so dreadful. I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, actually, I think maybe the listener could write in and guess which film it was. Guess
1: which film. I'm sure you'll guess right if you know what's out on June the, whatever it was, 4th. Yeah. Can we move on? Because I'm getting bored now. Yes, go on then. Okay. okay. Well, Lee Abbey. Lee Mm. Abbey is, but, well, when this goes out, is it two weeks away? It's the twenty fifth mm. or twenty ninth of June, anyway, and I think it's pretty much sold out. And what a thrill! And also, what a terrible panic is overtaking me as we speak.
0: Why are you panicking? Well, aren't you?
1: I mean, there no, because
0: are pe- I've already done some prep and planning.
1: Well, I've done some prep and planning. We've got the session Yeah, but yours titles. will be rubbish. Whereas <laughs> yeah. mine might be. Mine that, be good. Now you come <laughs> to mention it, <laughs> that could be why I'm panicking. No, actually. No, because I genuinely don't want to just recycle old gum. I want to do new no, stuff. And, it's, no, and then it's, it's all important. the timing and the pressure. It's been so busy. And oh, my Lord. Mm. Mm. So, anyway, we're looking forward to it. But what a thrill to see people. And uh, mm. in that sense, it can't go wrong. I mean, the afternoons are going to be excellent because they're going to involve walking and talking and generally being with people, which will be beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. And I may even see some people on the beach in Worthing on the 10th. Which is probably yes. tomorrow now, if this is Saturday okay. the 9th. Well, if this is Saturday the 9th of June, let's just say for argument's yes. sake. Yes. yes. But no one will listen to it on the Saturday, presumably.
0: Anyway. Um, well, I think quite a few people might. Do you? Some people lead very sad and bored lives. Five,
1: six... Anyway, yes. Mm. Is there anything else you wish to share with the general public before I move on to interesting things?
0: No, go on then. OK, so... We had... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is high quality. It is isn't it? Cod pasting. It is. Right. Uh, from Joe, who said, Steve Chalk, superb, amazing, but way too short. Could have listened for hours. Now, that's the sort of comment you want to keep away from Steve Chalk.
0: Yes, indeed. That's a, something I've never really heard said, actually, about Steve. But thank could you. Have, normally, it's I had to listen for hours. Well, yes, people, exactly.
1: <laughs> ooh, so thank you, Joe. He's great. I was thinking of getting him to come down here to Sonny Worthing and speak. In fact, we should get him to speak on a mid-faith crisis thing.
0: Yeah, but getting him to stop speaking would be the trick.
1: That would be the tricky bit. Anyway, Shazmi (laughs) says, Hello from sunny Orlando florinda and she says mm. i've been a listener since episode three and greatly appreciated the opportunity you both give for me to think about my faith the podcast provides me with the opportunity to intentionally consider what i believe how i arrived at that belief or whether or not that belief should be upheld i feel perfectly safe to disagree with one or both of you especially since you don't always agree with each other and this is actually helping me to be not so defensive with others when my beliefs don't align with theirs you've encouraged me to be more thoughtful rather than more verbal and motivated more by love rather than the need to be right. So thank you for that. That's great. She also said, you've also proven that it's totally okay to have a uh, certain reaction to certain worship songs. And the first time I casually mentioned my dismay over the lyrics of a particular worship song, my family looked at me like I just said I was joining a cult, not Joe's (laughs) cult. Now I know (laughs) that there are others that feel the same way, so thanks for that. And then she mentioned some very funny lyrics, which I'm not going to share because we must be careful... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we must be careful not to mess up songs for people permanently Because in my household, when the kids were little There was a song called I, the Lord of Sea and Sky And it's quite a triumphant, lovely tune And yeah. I enjoy it very much But we changed the lyrics for whatever reasons And it's immature and it's not clever and it's silly <laughs> And I'm not going to say what to for obvious mm. reasons <laughs> But Rachel was on a, my better, the lady. start again, the woman to whom I married went on a guided prayer day and this person felt led to give her that song to listen to. And her reaction was not what might have been the most helpful, spiritual, oh, okay. profound experience of God, but instead tears of laughter. So, moving on. Uh, David says, uh, by the way, David, thank you for sharing your story. I'm not going to uh, share all of the uh, all of the email. He also says, I think resources like worksheets to help others uh, open discussions with other Christians would be great. I meet with two of my own friends down the pub and we spend many hours discussing our Christian faith observations and doubts. I'd love to open that up to others and having something to work with would help. So that's uh, useful feedback. Thank you. He says, if it's not too much on you both, then a weekly podcast would be great. Having two guys being honest about how they feel and what we call Christianity is such a great thing. I'm sure that it would encourage those who have completely fallen away to think again. It's definitely something that's helping me, especially wounds that are taking a long time to heal. So thank you very much. Thank you,
0: David. I think uh, for the moment, what we're... You know, doing is we'll, we'll do an occasional extra week and things like that, and we'll pop that in, and we'll see how that goes. But sure. um, yeah, that's really encouraging. Thank you, mate. I've got a, I've got a letter here, though. Okay, good. Uh, dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, I'm sorry I've not been sending you correcting and improving letters recently. This is because I've been very involved in calling a new pastor for our church, the Stone the Heathen Tabernacle of Grace, Upper Ram's Bottom. This is. This is no easy task. For a start, we're looking for a much younger pastor, someone in their 70s, for example. That should bring down the average age of the congregation a lot. And finding a fully elect man of God is not easy these days, especially one who's been properly called to the ministry. We've had several men of God who were elect but not called We've had some who were called but clearly not entirely elect. And we had one who was neither called nor elect nor even a man of God. That was my niece Kellyanne who'd only wandered in because the bingo was closed and she wanted to get out of the rain. (laughs) So how true it is of the ministry, not many are called and even fewer are chosen. Perhaps you could reflect on that.
1: So yes, thank, you, thank uh, you, Ethel.
0: Ethel saddle person. Thank you. It, you. Who's know?
1: coming on the weekend? Of course, <laughs> on the week rather. Anyway, thank you, Ethel, because yes. insightful, yeah. razor sharp insight as always. And um, and just to add on to that, um we did have a, another email from another David, who said, "I've written before uh, and told you how good the podcast is, so I won't do that again. I will say that the standard stays the same." He says, "I have a question that I'm struggling with." As someone who has been a Christian for a long time, I know what it means when people say they feel called to do a certain job. I would say at times I've also felt called to particular roles, ministry being one of them, but I ignored that one as it scared me. However, (laughs) as I've got older, I've placed less emphasis on calling simply because we use a call to justify something that we want to do. I don't particularly want to be a sceptic every time someone says they're called to be a church steward or local preacher, but I'm probably going to be. Obviously, testing a call is the way to find out if it's true or not. So this preamble leads me to this question. Is a calling important or is it a notion that has become a bit cliched? God bless. Mm. So uh, thank you for that, David. And thank you, Ethel, because I think um, I think that's what we just wanted to riff around a little bit this evening.
0: Well, I'd like to ask you a few questions about it because you have um, presumably... What have you? Have you ever been
1: called to the ministry, Joe? Well, I've had a massive calling. (laughs) Have you? Many respects to resign. Uh, (laughs) It's
0: the most notable. (laughs) No, you're confusing a calling with people calling on you to resign. I
1: think. Oh, is that? (laughs) That Well, it's. I mean, or people calling you names. That's not the same thing. Much was made of. of the mystical calling by what's known as the ministerial recognition committee in uh, baptist circles so mm. you 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 know you would you'd first of all have to have the backing of your church so you'd have to go to the minister and say i think i'm being called to be you know, to ministry and he'd say ooh we will have to test that calling. So, um, so you know, get, drop down and give me ten press ups. You know, then, <laughs> <laughs> then you went to ministerial How Recon- serious are you? They, what? No, <laughs> they would. They would sort of say, you know, are you sure? Uh, and things like that. And then, and then if you if you made it through the deacons, they'd you'd go on this ministerial recognition committee weekend. So you'd be there with the regional ministers and everyone, and they'd. They'd interview you and they'd ask you to stand up and recite something from the Bible. Not recite, but read from the Bible. And it always made me laugh because it's sort of a bit like the X factor. You just think at that moment, you know, they're going to hear you reading from the book of Isaiah and go, that is a minister.
0: Right. But uh, hang on, I'm slightly confused. Go to a minute weekend and just stand up and read something. No, and be
1: interviewed. and, And, you know, your calling was tested. That's what. That's what the purpose of that. Um, right. That was. And what they mean
0: by that is, do you uh, really want to be a minister? Well, and and
1: are you? Is there any? Are you why... capable yes. of? Slash gifted off. But as we can evidently see, by the way I got through it, anyone can get through that. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any obvious deficiencies that
0: even even the Baptists wouldn't accept? I mean, it's, it's one of those
1: things that genuinely does seem like a good idea. Like, you know, if anyone who just says, I feel like being a minister can get in, that's not necessarily a good thing. So you do want to have some sort of procedures and ways of uh, kind of making sure that you're not just letting... Anyone do it for all kinds of spurious motives, so I think it is a there's a genuine attempt to do something helpful there, but of course, the more you reflect on it and the more you think on it, sort of it's one of those things that the more sort of slightly farcical it becomes. And all the way through this is this mysterious, mystical reference to the call Mm. is this man called of God? Man, in my case, you know, is this man called of God? And and I think, you know, what David was getting is, is, is it is it a calling? Is it a divine voice? Or is it just you really working out what you want to do and getting others to agree with you? And well, which think,
0: is no bad thing, is it? That's the point. I think that well, where I kind of come yeah. in on it slightly is, is thinking, well, I don't think it's a bad thing to want to be a pastor. No. Or to look at yourself and think, actually, I'm quite good at this bit. Or well, I could do that bit. Yeah. I really get, you know, but have I had the call? You yes. know, has, a, has a hand appeared and written on the wall, mene mene, teckle join the Baptists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's happened?
1: Exactly. That's
0: just muddling it up
1: for me, I think. Really. I, I think it's right. And, and, and if you really want to take it back to its kind of doctrinal theological roots, you know, is there this kind of predestined thing? that we, since the foundations of the earth, have been destined by the divine one to be a a minister in a church? Or is this kind of part of my free will thing? You know, and that that argument will rage forever and a day. You know, is there predestination or is there free will? And I think you've got the answer to that is yes. Until you can learn (laughs) to live with the paradox (laughs) of that. No, I really do. I'm not not being facetious. Because I think either of those things on their own are quite an unsatisfactory answer it seems mm. to me um let, let me just test this out
0: a bit more though before we go into the guy i'd really like to talk to you about guidance because i think yeah, i get yeah, very confused yeah. about that I, d- I just want to tease a bit more out this calling this ministry thing mm. because i think one of the things that it does is it raises the job it as does. it were it, it, to it perpetuates the hierarchy yeah yeah um
1: yeah. Missionary highest, Baptist minister second, <laughs> other leaders, youth workers next, then, you know, kind of deacons and part-timers right. in the church, and then, you know, right the way down to writers at the bottom of the deck. And
0: and, and, and what that means is a sort of cascade. Thank you. I've just got that. <laughs> Cheers. Um, well, I mean, actually, because t- you see, you do hear yeah. sometimes the same kind of language used about uh, the arts. Yeah. You know, I've got it or, I, you know, I feel called to be a writer. People mm. say to me sometimes and I mm. say, well, I didn't call you. I don't know <laughs> who did. Um, but I have the the, the the fact of that is that you sometimes meet people who are patently unsuited to the job of a vicar or a minister, or, and I'm, nobody I know at the moment. Or well, I'm just want to clear that out of the way. I'm not, I'm not in any church like that at the moment, but I have, I have been in churches in years, years yeah. long gone where there were people there as a minister who just thought this is destroying you. You're unhappy. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. unhappy with you, but because you feel you've had a calling, we can't just you've say got to, to be you, faithful oh, look, to it. why don't yeah. you try another job?" Why don't yeah. you do... Because it somehow be- becomes. Part of you, who I am, you know. Yeah. And this is where I think it does tie in with artists and things like that, except that, you know, it's easy to be an artist and do a, another yeah. job. It doesn't... It, but but people... It becomes part of your
1: identity, yeah.
0: you know. And that's very painful. So that whole thing of calling...
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's really helpful. I think it's very unhelpful. And, you know, I've all of us have at some time or another been given by a well-intentioned Christian it has to be said and I'm sure it's always done lovingly you know someone's presented you with you know the old verse from Jeremiah 29 Mm. for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to Mm. harm you plans to give you a hope and a future blah 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 and therefore cut and paste that into this situation in your life where you're pondering what to do with it all and look I've got a verse for you God knows the plans he has for you so all you've got to do is spend a little while praying and you know, if you're really committed, fasting and discerning what that will is. And again, it's one of those things where I agree with that and I don't agree with it. I agree with the principle of seeking God, but I probably don't agree with the intention behind what that person meant when they said it, if that makes sense. like the paradox. No, no, it doesn't.
0: Uh, well, bring it out a bit more. OK, well, it's different. like
1: the paradox between predestination and free will. You know, oh. is there or is, isn't there? And it seems to me that there is a plan for your life, but it's really broad. Yeah, yeah. And it is intimately linked to your desires and what you're good at and what you want to do. So, so for example, I remember in, in, in Dallas Willard in his brilliant book, Hearing God, which is a great book if you are serious about guidance or getting caught up in that whole thing about having a conversation with the divine, I highly recommend Hearing God by Dallas Willard. And he tells a story about, you know, when he came home from work uh, and, um, you know, his wife would be there and his kids would be there somewhere. And, um, you know, he he would say, you know, I didn't... When he came in from work, he didn't mind where the kids were. He didn't mind if they were in the garden playing around out there. He didn't mind Mm. if they were in the front room watching TV. He didn't mind if they were sat at the kitchen table doing their homework. He didn't mind if they were in their bedrooms playing. What he cared about was... You know, were they, were they behaving themselves, or were they were they, you know, punching yeah. seven shades of you know stuff out of each other? Were they were they being kind to one another? In other words, he cared about the quality of their character as a dad. Growing, up. he didn't care about micromanaging them. And it seems yeah. to me there's a similar thing going on with the divine here, that actually, um God is not so much cares about what we do as we do. But God does care about who we are becoming. Mm-hmm. And how, and which is why I think when, I, I don't know about you, but when I go away on like prayer days and stuff like that, it's always quite irritating when I, I sense that the divine wants to talk to me about something I don't want to talk about. <laughs> so I've gone away, you know, in all good conscience to discern what is the next big plan for my life? How will I serve God in tremendous ways and receive the adoration of his people? And God wants... To, you know, I, I get this sense that God wants to talk to me about how I just treated, you know, the yes. woman to whom I'm married or the children I have or, you know, and and that is the main focus. Yes. And it seems to me that that's rather annoying. But I, I often come away from these, um, you know, prayer days of mine where, you know, the agenda was not what I had hoped it would be. I had hoped for a grand plan. And instead, it seems I'm meant to be a bit kinder to people
0: yes i I agree with that entirely the the, you know the the general guidance in our life we have some general guidance in our life you know people often talk about the bible as a book of guidance and and what they mean is sometimes that they open it up and they find a verse that speaks entirely into their situation you know straight away boom when and they okay the bible can function like that but it's not really a book of oracles it's not what it means the book the, the bible does give us guidance for our life but that includes things like loving your enemies yeah. and, uh, you know, not not speaking out yeah. in anger and exactly. not after women or whatever. Uh, but you know, uh, Or but men, if you or are. Or men, women. yes, indeed. Or you know, if what, indeed what, you are men. Or whatever, um, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, so it has this sort of general guidance. I think the other thing that God, you know, is interested in, I guess, is us fully exercising the gifts and the abilities he's given us.
1: Well, exactly right. I mean, I, had a, I, I used to know someone who used to say, um, oh, you know, I... I really want to feel called to set up a healing ministry. Right. Uh, to which I would say to them, go on then. Yes, yes, right. Right. of course. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and they would say, oh, no, no, my house is not right and it's not there. Yes. And I'm yeah. go, no, no, start in some small way. Start. But is Just that another get... way around of saying I don't
0: want to? I, you know, I, I I'm yeah. trying to evade that. I remember years ago being in, a, mm. and there's we have this sort of uh, jargon creep in the church, don't we? In other yeah. words, a word that's uh, a phrase that's associated here, calling or whatever, yeah, or ministry. Ministry yeah. is a classic one. Yeah, exactly. So ministry, I no longer know what it means because <laughs> I'm not sure I ever did. But you know, so it, it doesn't mean the ministry anymore. It doesn't mean sort no. of being a minister. No. Um I remember years ago. Being uh, sitting in his church, we were involved with a little church, and it, it, it we met in this kind of oversized house, uh, scout hut kind of affair, um, mm. and it badly needed repairing. So we all got together for the weekend to do some work on it, and we were discussing what we were going to do, and uh, yeah. and we said to, to one, one woman, "Will you will you do some painting inside?" And she said, "No, I I don't have the gift of interior woodwork." <laughs> And I, I've looked a lot at Paul's lists of giftings, and uh, I'm not convinced interior woodwork, painting, interior woodwork was in there. So you know. Well, they weren't exhaustive
1: lists. to be Oh, there. I,
0: I remember reading in uh, looking at the backs of Christian magazines in in the past, where you see people asking for help with their various ministries. You know, and yeah. and one bloke was running a go karting ministry. Excellent. Now I don't want to diss anybody who's. Who loves go karts and yeah. runs them and gets lots of kids along and maybe talks to them about things but do you have to call it a ministry? In what yeah. way is that more a ministry it, than it makes somebody's it sound plumbing more spiritual
1: and more yeah. like you're gonna get support if you call it a ministry. Whereas yes, if, you're exactly. a, if you're a teacher, you know. You're just going to work every hour yeah, God gives you, and get no thanks schmuck. and it's not a ministry. Yes, yeah. that's right. A probation yeah. officer. Go what by, kind of ministry is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Go buy yourself a go-kart and start a ministry. That's what I say <laughs> to you. I don't want to be rude losers. to anybody who's who's <laughs> no, doing no, youth no. work in that way. No, but, no, no. It's you know,
0: fantastic. It's just, I don't want to see why you have to give it a ministry. Why can't, you know, Either call, or,
1: call everything a I know what you're going to say. I was going to yeah. say exactly the call same. Call everything a ministry or nothing is what yeah, you're saying because we're all... You know, either we're all called or sort of none of us are. Except, uh, y- you know, I think it's more helpful to say we, are, we all are. We're all... You know, well, I suppose
0: like... there are also times, and I want to ask you about this. Are there times when you have definitely heard God say things to you that you weren't expecting that have moved you into a different uh part of your life?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes to that. Mm. But uh, I've got to qualify it. Because I I think uh, again it's it's you know I think that you know whether God I genuinely don't think God cares whether I'm a minister of a Baptist Church or a milkman or a, a litter picker or a shop worker or a teacher you know I care about these things, but I think God cares about what kind of milkman am I, what no. kind of minister am I, what kind you know what kind of house husband am I is that. The actual detail is is pretty irrelevant, apart from the fact that if we believe God loves us, then God probably wants us to be operating within the sort of gifts that we have and our abilities and, and doing the desires. So... I think that it is incumbent upon us, and this is why I would encourage people who are at a crossroads of their life and thinking about what to do to have a prayer day. But it's what do we mean by listening for God and receiving a call? Are we waiting for a voice to come from the sky that says, I want you to leave your teaching job and become a youth worker at the so-and-so church? Is that because if you are, you're going to be disappointed, I think, because I don't think that's generally how it works and you know maybe we get letters from people who have heard a voice but but my expectation of a life with God is that we are going to have all kinds of mystic encounters so I'll tell you what I mean I mean we've talked about you know is there is there an interventionist God on this podcast before and you know I, I sort of lean towards no not in the traditional sense of the word but what I do think is this when people commit themselves to the way of Jesus and to the way of love, I think they connect to some kind of pulsing divine energy whereby they quite clearly uh, act and respond in a loving manner. Now, what I mean by that is so there have been times in my life when we were working at Oasis, and you will remember well what the salaries were before they had a salary structure. Mm. Almost nothing. Mm. And we would be absolutely skint. And we would need a specific amount of money. And we would, you know, do our earnest praying. And the following day, the money would turn up on the mat. The exact amount.
0: Mm. I mean,
1: like, even odd amounts, like, I don't know, £65. You know, and, and that was, and the car repair we needed was £65. And no one knew. So you would say, Well, praise God, this is a miracle. And I think it's a perfectly reasonable response Mm. but do i think that someone had a voice from god going go give joe rachel 65 but no i don't but i think that they connected with with the divine energy that is at work in the universe and all of us have the capacity to do that and they were so in sync with it that they gave generously from a position of love And I think that that's the same principle when it comes to guidance. I think that when we put ourselves in that place where we're not looking after our self-interest and we're genuinely, to use the old fashioned language, sort of seeking God with all our hearts and all our minds and all our, so I think we can expect to get intuitions and hunches that lead us in a certain direction. And the other thing is in terms of guidance, You know, Paul, as we've said many times, talks about Christ in you over 80 times. It's not so much God out there and we've got to connect with God out there and hear this divine voice shouting Mm. from the heavens what we need to do. Actually, we need to discover Christ within, in our true identity, in in the central part of who we are as beloved children of God. And I think that when we can connect with that, we will discover more about our desires and our giftings and our abilities. And we are more likely to connect with a sense of this is the right next step for me. Yeah. But unlike my friend who had the healing ministry, sorry to be rabbiting on way too much here. You know, you you don't get given a sense of this is where you're going to be 50 steps time, you know, in five years time. I think the way it works is you take one step and then you get the next step
0: mm. and then
1: you take the next step and then you take mm. the next yeah, step. Absolutely. And that not yeah. that a life? Isn't that what life living by faith is? You don't know the full picture, you don't know the big answer. But you t- I mean, how was it with you when you became a writer? How did you test that calling out?
0: Um, well, I don't, I just seemed like a good idea at the time. You had to write a book, and, I would imagine. And the, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, the circumstances seemed right. Um, I have had times in my life, I mean, I think the times when I've, when I've heard. I, don't, I wouldn't say I've heard God's voice, but I've heard a, a phrase or a, a, an instruction or an idea has come into my mind that was completely opposite to the way I thought it was going. I've had mm. that once or twice in my life. And I take that as a, as a, a I don't know, some kind of contact with God, some kind of thing, because it certainly led me to where I am now. Mm. But I think generally speaking, God, I agree really, uh, surprisingly, pretty much entirely with what, what what, what you said um yes. which means i think we we ought to stop the podcast <laughs> yes so do i you know, that, that's dull. dull um but uh, no i i think um i used to go i used to work at uh, all this sort of christian festivals and go and do that st- stuff and then we'd speak to kids and kids would come up and they'd say uh, i want to, i want to, some guidance about i want to hear guidance from god about the next step in my life and i'd say well what do you want to do I said, well, I really love radio. And I just want to know if God wants me to go into radio and do that. Yeah. I said, but you really love it. Do you? you really enjoy it? I say, I'm good at it. Well, why do you think he wouldn't want you to do that? You know, I think it comes from yeah. a false image of God that somehow God has a. Um, firstly, that God might not allow us, in a sense, to do what we love doing because no. he's not yeah. that kind of. He's not that kind of god. Yeah, He's a god who kind of wants more discipline, Want sacrifice, and pain yes. and misery. Yes. yes, yes. Life is a boot camp. It's not a holiday camp. Um, <laughs> you know, and so uh, you know. Secondly, that somehow there's a plan for your life, and if you go wrong, yeah. you've missed it. Yeah. You know, and each moment is a crucial yeah. moment. I just think, and and this is where I might, I, I suppose, I kind of might disagree with you slightly what what you said earlier. I think God would care, Joe, if you were a milkman and not doing some of the stuff that you are doing. Yes, I think well, he would yeah, because, yeah. unless you were a milkman who were, was in fact being very loud and ministerial early in the morning, and that <laughs> and would that'd be, be a, a bad milkman. That would be—he'd certainly be a challenging. <laughs> a milkman. noisy uh, milkman.
1: Um,
0: no, but I think he would. I think. I think. I think the onus is also on us. And on us as a community to recognise gifts in one another and to help yeah. people in the right direction and to encourage them to use those gifts.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, I, I which do Which is, agree I guess, what that.
0: you were saying about your friend, the healing thing. You know, get on and yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, look, can I can I uh, finish with this good quote? Sorry, yes. I realise yeah. you asked me a question which I didn't answer. Have there been mystic moments in my life? There have been lots. There have been lots. And I think that when, like I say, when you put yourself in that place where you take time out, I remember one thing, just seeing a river and... It had stopped flowing because, um, because it hadn't rained for a long while. And so it was going stagnant. And I felt like, oh, this is such a clearly God telling me I'm getting stagnant and I need to I need to take a risk and push out because I go, it, yeah, everything seems to fall and be pointing. And there does seem to mm. be all these mystical encounters at times when you really search for answers. Mm. Maybe that's why we are called to seek God with all our heart and soul and mind, because it just keeps us in that open state.
0: Yeah, and to listen to him speaking to us yeah. in whatever whatever way that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very good. Well, I'd love well, to hear what people think about that. Maybe, oh, many would. people will have felt felt led, I imagine, to have stopped listening sometime. <laughs> I would have thought
1: so. They would have been <laughs> called to yes. switch off their podcast and listen to a good one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> called to go and do something more interesting. Can I finish with this quote? Yeah. I, I I like this quote. It may be a bit, you know, too... wishy-washy for you, but let's give it a go. Uh, So this is from someone called Parker Palmer, who's a Quaker teacher and activist. And uh, it just seemed really relevant to this conversation. And he says this, before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen to what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you've decided to live up to, let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. In other words, Your life is not about you. You are about a larger thing called life. You are not your own. You are an instance of a universal and eternal pattern. Life is living itself in you. The myriad forms of life in the universe are merely parts of the one life that many of us call God. You and I don't have to figure it all out, fix everything or do life perfectly by ourselves. All we have to do is participate in this one life. To find our unique niche in that always larger life is what we mean by vocation. Great. You might have to rewind it and listen to that again. But there's a little 15 second rewind on there.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably worth doing, actually. There's some good (laughs) stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, well, uh, thank you uh, for for bringing that. Thanks for um, uh, being honest about your your, um, complete lack of calling. <laughs> and, uh, unfitness. For My min- failed mini- calling <laughs> ministerial post. Um, yeah, exactly. Great. So we'll be back, uh, and thank you everybody for listening. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything
1: else to say, is there? No, other than please send emails to Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Um, yeah, and visit the midfaith,
0: midfaithcrisis page on uh, Facebook, and do all the likey recommending kind of stuff.
1: Unless, unless you hated it. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes,
1: don't lie about it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>